What's up, guys? Welcome to the very first Nick Snack for Neologism. I am pretty excited about this podcast because I myself am a word nerd, and that is what this podcast is about. So let's get started. For this episode, um, what we're going to do is define three words, and those three words are neologism, mnemonic, and prevaricate. Uh, neologism spelled N-E-O-L-O-G-I-S-M. That's N-E-O-L-O-G-I-S-M is defined as a new word meaning usage or phrase. So it combines the prefix neo, which means new, with the suffix logo, which means word. So this one's really easy to remember because if you just think of neo meaning new and logo meaning word, you get ah, a new word, right? So neologism is a good word to know because words seem to be created left and right in our hyper-technological world. Words like bling, buzzworthy, faux hawk, girl crush, selfie, twerk, or twerking. And don't worry if you don't know or haven't heard of those. Actually, a lot of those I hadn't heard of myself. Um, bling and buzzworthy and uh, twerk and twerking are pretty obvious, but and girl crush. But I haven't heard of the faux hawk and the selfie. But apparently, uh, like a, a faux hawk, I guess, is actually just a mohawk, except that you don't actually cut the or shave the sides of your head. You just push it down. That's where the whole faux part comes in. So it's still a mohawk, but you got the you still have hair on the side of your head. And then a selfie is just a a picture that you take of yourself with your own camera, something like that. So that that classic photo you see of people, uh, like on dating sites, you know, where in, they're in they're in the bathroom mirror with their shirt off and they're taking a picture. That's a that's called a selfie. So those are all uh, those are all examples of neologisms. And of course, given the uh, semantic flexibility of language, all words are open to what you might call neological transformation, whereby a word's definition slowly changes over time based on how people use it. So here are some examples I pulled up online of the word neologism being used in sentences. So here's the, uh, the first example. Please give me a strong incentive to keep reading your blog by avoiding the use of this awful neologism. I thought that one was kind of funny, but I couldn't, ref- I couldn't find out, unfortunately, what the, uh, the author was referring to. Here's the second example. The word is a neologism combining the tank of tank top with the end of the word bikini to form tankini which is just a swimsuit consisting of a bikini bottom and a tank top top. That one's pretty clever. It's a pretty simple neologism, and that's often how neologisms are are formed by taking two parts of two separate words and then just cramming them together and then coming up with something new. So I really like that one. Here's another example. Uh, My word nerd friends and I on a Saturday night would rather spend the evening inventing neologisms than drinking beer and playing poker. Okay, so those are some good examples of neologism, and here's some food for thought. Um, If you think about it, every word we use – at one time or another, probably way back, was once a neologism. So that's kind of interesting stuff. All right, so anyhow, um, on to our next word, which is mnemonic. And it is almost phonetic minus the silent M at the beginning. So it kind of reminds, or it rhymes with uh, demonic, really just with an N and then a silent M before that. So you spell it M-N-E-M-O-N-I-C. That's M N. E-M-O-N-I-C, mnemonic. And it is defined as something intended to assist the memory, which is really just an odd way of saying something that helps you remember something else. So uh, when I was in fifth grade, we had the we had to memorize this silly song that went something like this. Maybe you guys have heard of it. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California. Cal- Uh-oh, <laughs> I messed that up. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut. And the whole purpose of the song was to obviously help you remember the 50 states. So you could call that a musical mnemonic device, I suppose, because it helped us remember uh, the names of the 50 states. 
Or uh, when you're studying for your next exam and you come up with ways to remember things like the colors of the rainbow and use the old Roy G. Biv acronym, you are using a mnemonic. Some of the most impressive displays I've seen of mnemonics are those people that can look at a set of 52 cards, right? And then someone shuffles them and they're able to recall all the cards in the exact order, which is pretty incredible, right? And it only takes them, maybe they look at them for, I don't know, 15 to 20 seconds and then they're able to recall all of them. Well, anyhow, I did some research on that a while back, and it turns out that they use a form of mnemonics probably dating back to the ancient Greeks, whereby they memorize a set of rooms to a house and assign each card a symbol. And then as they walk through the house, this is mentally, of course, they're not really walking through a house. They're mentally walking themselves through this house, and they see the symbols in each room, which helps them remember the layout of the card. So each room stands for something, and then the symbols that they see in the room stand for something and it's probably a little bit more complicated than that. That's kind of a simplistic version. But anyhow, um, that's basically the gist of it. So here are some examples I found online of the word mnemonic used in a sentence. He was able to beef up his memory using mnemonic techniques. Here's another example. We used a mnemonic method called body list in which we associate a particular image with a part of your body to help you remember it. I'm guessing they probably did that for like a anatomy and physiology class. That seems like that would be really helpful. Um, here's another example that you guys are probably familiar with because I remember doing this as a kid. And it said, she started counting her knuckles trying to remember the mnemonic for how many days are in a month. So remember that, right? So your first knuckle is like January, which stands for 30, 31 days. The second space between the knuckles is like February, which doesn't have 31. The next knuckle is March, <laughs> which has 31 days. So every knuckle has 31 days. So that's a mnemonic device. So those are three examples of mnemonics used in everyday life. See if you yourself can come up with the, time, the last time you used a mnemonic. It was probably uh, not that long ago because we actually use them often. We just don't really realize that we're using mnemonics. Uh, maybe getting directions somewhere, you're remembering certain signs or something like that. Those would all be mnemonic devices. So anyhow, let's move on to our last word, prevaricate. It is spelled P-R-E-V-A-R-I-C-A-T-E. It's fairly phonetic. It's P-R-E-V-A-R-I-C-A-T-E. And this is one of my favorite words because it is a polite way of calling someone a liar or accusing them of lying. And that's because prevaricate means to speak falsely or misleadingly or to deliberately misstate or create an incorrect perception, <laughs> which is pretty funny because that's all just fancy talk for lying, right? I mean, if you're creating an, uh, an incorrect perception of something or you're deliberately misstating something, that's, that's lying. So um, when someone is prevaricating, perhaps you could say there's a bit of sophistication to their lie. I guess that might be the only difference between a blatant lie and, and prevarication is that there's a little bit of sophistication to it, right? So a prevaricator is really just a sophisticated liar. Rather than denying something outright or saying that something else happened when it really didn't, they may prevaricate, mixing part truth with part falsehood in order to create a perception of truthfulness. So you can imagine a politician or maybe Bill Clinton saying, what? No, I didn't lie. I was merely prevaricating. Uh, one way you remember the definition of prevaricate is that in the middle of the word are the letters V-A-R-I, which is um, those same words you find in the word variable, right? And so a variable is something that is subject to change. Likewise, a person who prevara, V-A-R-I, prevaricates is someone who changes or alters the truth. So um, I guess that's a pretty, pretty cool mnemonic for prevaricate, actually. Anyhow, okay, you may have heard of prevaricating politicians or people accusing others of prevarication such as don't prevaricate, tell the truth. Here are some um, online examples I found of prevaricate. So here's the first example. It says, other acquaintances say he has a tendency to embellish, even prevaricate. There goes that old compulsion to prevaricate, which I think refers to um, 
us and, uh, you know, as human beings, we often prevaricate about stuff. You know, we might not tell an outright lie, but it might be a subtle uh, uh, embellishment or something like that that uh, is definitely a lie or like a white lie or something, I suppose. Um, but fair enough, here's another example, but fair enough, my implication was clear and I try not to prevaricate. So those are some good examples of prevarication. And there was a study done a while back that showed that we often prevaricate when talking about ourselves or what we have accomplished, especially when we meet someone for the first time. So you're at a party ride and someone introduces you to so-and-so and you guys start talking and the next thing you know, you're embellishing about all these great things you have done, which you actually have not or something like that. So the next time you're introduced to someone new, watch yourself, see how many times you prevaricate. Um, okay, so those are our three words. Let's, uh, let's quickly see if we can recall their definitions. Do you remember the definition for neologism? Nice. It means a new word. Okay. How about, do you remember the definition of mnemonic? Great. It means that which helps you remember something. And lastly, do you remember the definition for prevaricate? Awesome. It remembers to lie or speak falsely about something. So there you have it, folks. Those are our three words for the first episode, neologism, mnemonic, and prevaricate. I love those words. I think they're great words. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please leave me a review on iTunes and let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what you think. And I hope you'll stay tuned for episode two. All right. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.